Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I am your host, Ryan Fowler, and ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I got my mojo back. I feel like there has just been this wave of positivity that has just dawned on me this morning. January 8th is the start of something new. Hopefully it's positives moving forward. I'm tired of dealing with negatives. We are done with the 2023 campaign for the Washington Commanders. 38-10 loss to the Dallas Cowboys at home. Now, there's usually nothing worse than losing to Dallas. And by the way, folks, Washington was 0-6 in the division in 2023. But today, we are focused on moving forward. This organization is moving forward. Already this morning, Ron Rivera is out. The team has hired Bob Myers and Rick Spielman to come in and assist, be advisors to the process to Josh Harris and that ownership group to get the right individuals in the building. Buckle up, folks. It's going to be a longer episode today. We are going to get in to the nitty-gritty of the Washington Commanders, and what to expect from this organization over these next few weeks. I told you guys in the pregame podcast weeks prior that we expected Ron Rivera to be fired on Black Monday, which is today, early in the morning. Yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, but get out to Ron Rivera. Josh Harris has his fingerprints on this organization, and he's going to try to do everything in his in his power to get this thing right. So to kick it off today, I want to talk about the additions made and Bob Myers and Rick Spielman. And I am so excited, really rejuvenated for what's to come for this damn franchise because 2023 was such a shithole. It's a complete shithole of a season. It's terrible. Yesterday, we saw a couple of flashes from guys like Quan Martin and Kalee Cuts, and I want to get into that later in the episode because you guys want to hear about the organizational changes. Bob Myers coming in from the NBA. I don't want you guys to think, well, what does an NBA guy know about the NFL? It's not about sport to sport. It's about the process of building a dynasty because when people think about Bob Myers, they think about who? They think about Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the Golden State Warriors and that dynasty. And the only addition that Bob Myers made when they were in, in, in Golden State was the Kevin Durant signing in free agency, which obviously for us in, in the DMV area, you guys are Wizards fans, wanted KD to come back home, right? He's from PG County and play for the Wizards. Didn't happen. But he drafted everybody in Golden State. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. All of those guys, really, okay, outside of Kevin Durant and Andrew Wiggins, all of those additions, Jordan Poole included, now Washington Wizard Jordan Poole, were all drafted in Golden State and then built up with coaching from Steve Kerr and development behind the scenes to fit what they want to do 
on offense and defense. Now, basketball is a completely different animal and what you want to do. It's a lot of isolation. It's a lot of, right, uh, high pace up and down the floor, creating, again, isolated plays. You're running some sets. There's not a lot of half-court offenses that you see in today's game. Basketball is much, much different than what you see in the game of football. But behind the scenes and how you build the damn thing is parallel to all sports. And from the top down, that is where the organizations that have been successful for so damn long, they start at the top and they build their way down. Owner, GM, football ops, scouting, coaching, and development. And then you get on the football field and you strap up and you execute. And I really appreciate Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, Magic Johnson, the individuals behind the scenes that are saying, look, we're going to explore every avenue possible to get the correct voices and opinions and decision makers that have done this thing in the past to get Washington back where they need to be. Now, I'm not saying this time next year, Washington is going to be prepping for a playoff game. Would I like to see that? Yeah, I would. Because there's going to be a major roster overhaul as well. We've already seen it in the front office. Again, Rivera's gone. Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney are going to stick around for this process to help, I guess, with the process of finding whomever decisions they want to make to bring in. I don't expect Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney to be here. I don't. I really do not expect that. From the conversations I've had this morning and over these last few months in D.C., I don't see that at all. I don't expect that. But they're there right now, and Josh Harris is approaching this with a professional manner. I get that. But they're going to be gone, most likely. Again, Mayhew and Herney, I expect to be gone moving forward. And Bob Myers, mainly, and Rick Spielman, hip-to-hip with Myers, are going to make the decisions moving forward that are in the best interest of this franchise. Not for two years, but hopefully for decades. Because what we've seen in Washington is an organization that has been terrible for decades. There has been no structure. There hasn't been a path forward to succeed for years on end. It's been a consistent carousel at quarterback. It's been a consistent carousel at head coach, issues behind the scenes, off the field with ownership and within the front office that was seemingly day-to-day, right, with the Washington Commanders, the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team. Not so much with the Washington Commanders, obviously, with Josh Harrison Town, which has been a breath of fresh air from that side of things this year, where we could just focus on football this year, but just the product was not good enough on all ends and in all facets. But I'm excited, and you guys should be excited too, because Bob Myers is one of the most headlining names in all of sports from an executive perspective. And when I look at Josh Harris and the job he's done with the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA and the New Jersey Devils in the NHL to where the Devils, folks, when he took ownership of the team, look, they were not good. And they enjoyed their seasons of rebuilding. Now you look at the Devils consistently competing, challenging for playoff spots. They have young faces. If you guys are are hockey guys out there, you guys know the faces that I'm talking about, right? Jack Hughes, Nico Heeshear, 
They got a lot of studs from a hockey perspective in New Jersey. That comes with drafting. That comes with development. It comes with execution. And multiple sports. So I have no issues about this Bob Myers hiring thinking about just he's an NBA guy. The process is parallel to each sport about building. To the voices that make Draft, right? Who takes guys in the draft? Free agency? Who are you bringing in? Who are you letting go? That process matters. And I'm excited to hear of these next few weeks because the decision is not going to be long, guys. The pre-draft process has already kicked off. If you don't follow me already on Twitter, at underscore Ryan Fowler, I've already tweeted out multiple things coming in from sources from the first pre-draft showcase down at the College Gridiron Showcase in Fort Worth this weekend as far as who, which players were meeting with certain teams. The commanders, from what I heard and what I tweeted, have already met with a few people. One being Dimitri Stanley, wide receiver from Iowa State. Not that that means anything right now. It, does, it means a little bit of something to take that time and meet with a player, get to know him a little bit. And no, Dimitri Stanley is not a headlining name to know in this class. But as you move forward in the back end of day three, and you want guys to come in and compete and potentially be a UDFA or come in and mini can't try out. Those names matter. But scouts are everywhere. And they have to evaluate every corner of the country. And that's what Josh Harris, from this perspective right now, is doing. He's exploring every corner and every avenue to say, who can I get in this damn building to run this thing? That's where Washington is at right now. And I love it. Not wasting time, thanking Ron for his service, but saying, look, we got to get this thing right. This was once an historic organization in the 80s and 90s. Historic under Joe Gibbs. It was nice seeing Joe Gibbs in the box yesterday with Josh Harris. Now, we're still trying to hang on to the glory days of Joe Gibbs, which is upwards of 50 years ago at this point. But at the end of the day... Organizations like to keep those figureheads around to allow fans to think about what once was. Because there has been no consistent success in Washington. Positivity has been rare in D.C. But now you're getting the guys in the building that are going to make the correct decisions from a personnel perspective to dig through the ins and outs of each individual in each interview to say you're the guy or you're not the guy. And if you are the guy... What is your plan? How are you going to execute said plan? Because everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth a little bit. Then what do you do? That's really a mantra in life, right? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I'm excited. Early in 2024, my last episode was talking about turning the damn page, and we've turned the page. And now Josh Harris, again, got his full fingerprints and handprints on this thing and saying, this is who's coming in. This is the right guy for the job to make these decisions of who's going to take the job. Not saying, you know, I'm power hungry and I'm going to do this thing myself because I know what I'm doing. No, I'm going to get guys in the building that have done it, that have succeeded at a high level, winning championships in their respective sports. And they're going to make those decisions. And I absolutely love it from Josh Harris. Secondly, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of the things that we've heard. Names being thrown around 
in association with the Washington Commanders head coaching position. And one of them is Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, Bill Belichick. Yes, that Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots. Let me just say this, and I hope, hope I'm making myself clear. No, it is not happening. The conversations that I've had over these last few weeks, specifically the last few weeks, it will not happen in Washington. The texts, try to quote them as best as possible for you guys, have ranged from LMAO to it's not happening when it comes to Bill Belichick in Washington. And when you take a couple steps back and you look at this thing, to where we've heard Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk talk about Bill Belichick and his rumored interest to be coming to Washington and Washington's interest in Josh Harris. Look, I have not talked to Josh Harris. So that interest from his perspective may be there. But again, conversations I've had, no shot. And it should be no shot. And you guys can have your opinions out there what you want on Mike Florio as well. That's another conversation for, for another time on Mike. But Bill Belichick, trying to find something to where there's pros with that potential hiring, I just don't see it. Because he was one of, if not the only, really the only head coach in the NFL that had full autonomy as a head coach and as a GM of a roster. So not only building the roster, but also coaching the roster. And from a talent evaluation perspective, Bill Belichick has not been able to evaluate talent for a long time. He had Christian Gonzalez fall on his lap this year. We know about that, what happened there. Just in this year, Christian Gonzalez looks like the better player than Emmanuel Forbes. Bottom line, that's not a question. And Christian only played a month, whatever it was, before he ended his season on IR, early in the campaign. That's not a question. Taking Cole Strange, alignment out of Chattanooga in the first round, then doubling back and taking a guy like Tyquan Thornton early in the draft. As a burner out of Baylor. That hasn't worked out. Mac Jones in the first round. He was QB3 for the Patriots yesterday. He has proven not to be able to evaluate. Now there's a couple players here and there. right? You think of Kyle Duggar, Christian Barmore. I talked about Christian Gonzalez. There's a couple players here and there that have worked out for Bill Belichick. But if you take a blind man to a dartboard and give him 10 darts, he'll hit the, he'll hit the dartboard at least once. I bet you that. So from a, an evaluation standpoint... Flat out has not been good enough. And for me, if I'm Josh Harris, and I'm trying to keep a scope on everything, right? He's got a lot of, a lot of shit going on. I'm trying to figure out, keep touch with Bob Myers as far as what he's doing with his process of getting GMs and head coaches. A lot of stuff can be going on with Josh Harris. But I want a rather young head coach in the building with some energy and a desire to reach the pinnacle of the sport. Not a guy that's been there before and really on the back end of his career. And it's not being talked about enough, but what the hell has Bill Belichick done when Brady's not in town to save his ass? Bottom line, the Patriots have not been good since Tom Brady left town. Drafted Mac Jones in the first round and that has not worked out to any success or any level. So Tom Brady and that relationship with he and Bill Belichick, we talked about it for a long time. 
Was it Belichick? Was it Brady? It was Brady, folks. And that's not a question. Because from a coaching perspective and a development perspective, an evaluation has not worked out for Bill Belichick at least these last three, four years, right? Since Brady's been gone. Haven't seen it in New England. Now, we were heard this morning that the Atlanta Falcons are legitimately interested in Bill Belichick. Sure. Go. Go to the NFC. We're going to get to this in a little bit as far as the future opponents have come out for Washington for next year. And the Falcons are going to be coming to Washington, D.C. So maybe we'll see Bill Belichick in a red Falcons hoodie. Who knows? But I don't want to see him in a burgundy hoodie moving into 2024 and the years to come. Again, I want a young, hungry head coach that has a desire to reach the pinnacle of the sport. Not already been there and not in the back half of his career and not somebody that wants to have an autonomy over drafting and coaching the roster. Do not want that in Washington. And I do not see that happening. However, another name that's been tied to Washington this morning has been Jim Harbaugh, head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, who right now is preparing to lead Michigan to a national championship potentially if they beat the Washington Huskies tonight. Now, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes with with Jim Harbaugh. We've heard it all. The sign-stealing scandal, all the other crap that's been going on behind the scenes. I understand that. But from a coaching perspective, when you look back what Jim did in San Francisco with the the success that he had with Colin Kaepernick, he's a hell of a coach. And someone that can rally a roster. And he's a modern head coach. And he stayed in the game. And consistently led Michigan, who by no means was the sexiest on offense or defense consistently. But he obviously has a say in recruiting, a.k.a. right development, and executing on Saturdays for the Michigan Wolverines year after year after year and leading them to not only the CFP, but now a CFP national championship and potentially winning the damn thing. Because I think they have a hell of a shot tonight. Absolutely. So Jim Harbaugh, we'll see how that progresses in Washington. But for me, I do have interest in Jim Harbaugh coming in. There's obviously other names that I think deserve to get attention. And one being Eric Bieniemy, the other being Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator in Dallas. What do you want to do with a guy like Dan Quinn? You want to bring him in for an interview? What about Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator with Miami, if you don't want to go the Eric Bieniemy route? Those are the names for me right now that I'm focused on. Is it Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions as well? Those are names I'm excited about. And I think, again, with Bob Myers in the building, with Josh Harris, with Rick Spielman, making the decisions as far as who is going to be here and who's not, it just excites me. Because I know that these individuals are going to take the right steps to find the individuals to then make those decisions to build this roster. At the end of the day, look, Josh Harris, Myers, Spielman... Magic Johnson, look, they are not putting on a uniform on Sundays and playing. And that's what is going to ultimately matter most as far as who lines up in week one come September of 2024. That's the next time we'll see the Washington Commanders on the football field in a game that matters. There's going to be a lot of changes on either side of the ball. But the process to build this thing up has begun. And Josh Harris hasn't wasted any time. That's the worst thing in the world. We talk about, from a football perspective, wasted movement, which is terrible. Wasted time in life is terrible. It's the worst thing. Hate wasted time, right? You hate looking at somebody and say, you just wasted my time. This is a waste of time. 
a lot of the time this year for 2023 watching the damn Commanders was unfortunately a waste of time. It's frustrating to watch from a football perspective. What is the product on Sundays? And it wasn't good enough. But that's in the past. That's the Ron Rivera regime. Whoever's going to be here is not going to be Ron Rivera. Most likely not going to be Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney. So we're turning the damn page. And I'm excited, guys. Again, breath of fresh air into the lungs of this organization and the people that should be here making the decisions. Josh Harris has said, look, Bob Myers, Rick Spielman, you're my guys. I'm hiring you. Make the decisions. I'm going to be here to umbrella a little bit in helicopter, but I understand that you guys understand how to do this thing and operate this thing and make those decisions to get this thing back on the tracks. Not immediately towards the Super Bowl, not towards winning the NFC East next year, but taking the steps necessary to progress an organization, to progress a roster, to where when you line up in week one next week, next year, excuse me, your stadium, or whenever you have your first home game, is not filled by 80% of the other team. That's embarrassing. A new stadium, is that ever going to come in Washington? Are they going to be the commanders moving forward? Who knows? There is a lot to figure out in D.C. And again, the offseason is where Washington usually wins the Super Bowl. We're always so excited heading in to the 2023 season or 2022 or 2010 or 2004. Always excited. But the steps I feel like, guys, are that are being made today, starting today on January 8th, 2024, is the step in, a right, in the right direction for this organization. And I'm pumped up. I, I'm really, really excited. So last thing, guys, from today, I want to look at the future opponents for the Washington Commanders, who we're going to see in 2024. Of course, as always, until there is a realignment of divisions, who knows when that will ever come, we're going to see Dallas, New York, and Philly, home and away. But next year at FedEx Field, we're also going to see the Falcons, as I mentioned earlier, Carolina Panthers, Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans, and again, the Chicago Bears. It looks like, it almost feels like the damn Chicago Bears in the NFC East. We see them every year, it feels like, whether it's on Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football. It's been back-to-back years that Washington's played the Bears on Thursday Night Football, right? 2022 was at Soldier Field, and this past year was obviously that ugly, ugly game for the Commanders at home, uh, a loss on Thursday Night Football. So again, we're going to be hosting Chicago in 2024. So that is the home opponents, winnable games, right? I think you look at the divisional games right now for this roster. If it was this roster aligning next year, I know it's going to be different, but I don't think you beat Dallas or Philly. I think you have a chance against New York. You have a chance against Atlanta and Carolina, and we'll see what Pittsburgh does. The quarterback position is still up in the air for them. And then the Titans are going to earn an influx. And the Chicago Bears are picking first overall. Is it going to be Justin Fields? Are we going to see Caleb Williams? Who the hell is going to be on the Chicago roster? They expect Matt Eberflus to stay as head coach. We'll see. But that's also an organization that's going to be having some changes. On the road, of course, heading to AT&T Stadium in Dallas, heading to Lincoln Financial in Philly, and heading to MetLife to see New York. We'll also be traveling I-95 in the regular season, not just preseason, against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Heading down to New Orleans to face the Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, and then out to Arizona to face most likely the Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals. So that is the 2024 opponents. Now, the schedule will come out in the next few months. Will Washington have any primetime games? They probably will, considering the new talent that they're going to have under center and potentially a sexy new head coach under center. And as we're sitting here, we just heard that reported by Tom Pelissero of NFL Network that the commanders have already requested interviews for two Lions coordinators and defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn that I mentioned earlier that they were going to have interest in and Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. So again, Josh Harris is not wasting any time with this thing to get potentially the right guys uh, in the building. But again, wrap up this thing, guys. Those are the opponents for 2024. But I wanted to talk just a little bit about a couple guys that I was very happy for to end the 2023 campaign. And that is Quan Martin, rookie corner out of Illinois that really shined in the first half yesterday after going before going out in the second half. And Khalid Hudson at the middle of this defense. And look, from the corner spot, Washington still needs help. Benjamin St. Chuse did not take the steps in year three to, to look at him and say he's a top two corner on this team moving forward, in my opinion. Even though there are flashes there at times to where the length and the strength, really, and the fluidity and coverage and the instincts pop, it's just not too, it's not consistent. And now that ties into everything as far as what the secondary coach is doing for Washington, what Jack Del Rio was preaching for years, and then what Ron Rivera was preaching for really last month and a half of the season after firing Jack Del Rio. But the corner spot still is not good enough. And Kendall Fuller is still right, expected to at least entertain free agency. But Khalid Hudson in the middle of the defense yesterday, it's unfortunate it's taken three years to earn a heavy amount of snaps. He's everywhere. And when he's in coverage specifically, which is what you need in a modern-day linebacker, is he forced Dak Prescott multiple times yesterday, whether it's in the flat, whether it's 10, 15 yards downfield covering a guy like Jake Ferguson or Tony Pollard. He forced Dak Prescott to fit the football into tight windows. And when Prescott made those throws, all you can do is tip your cap. But he's at least in the hip pocket. And he's got his hands in the face of a receiver and trying to make plays. I'm not asking him to be perfect. But he's physical. He's playing fast. He's trusting his eyes and his instincts. And in coverage, he was someone that was consistently what we call in phase. He was staying in phase with the receiver. He wasn't lost or he wasn't out of phase to where there was multiple yards of separation. So Khalid Hudson, Quan Martin, Josh Pryor. How about Josh Pryor, right? Coming up from the practice squad and blocking a kick, which was awesome to see. Then, uh, what's his name? Brandon Aubrey, whatever. You know, the perfect kicker, right? 35 for 35 heading into the game. Gets his kick blocked, then doinks the next one. I loved it. I loved it. Now he came back and hit that 50-yarder, and everyone's like, oh, he's back to normal now. Look, he's had a hell of a year. He actually broke the single-season scoring record for Dallas yesterday uh, over Emmett Smith, that was the prior record holder. So that's a hell of an achievement for Brandon Aubrey. And older rookie, right, soccer player in college and then now in the NFL, and he's been fantastic. But just to come into Washington to where all this attention was on him, he just makes every kick and makes every kick, and Joshua Pryor blocks the shit, and then he comes in the next kick and it doinks off the upright. I absolutely loved it. So it was just a little bit of a entertaining enjoyment, positivity early in that football game yesterday, just for a little bit, again, as we ended the 2023 campaign. So we are done 
with the 2023 season, an ugly year for Washington. The page is now turned. Josh Harris is turning the page. Again, Washington has just in, uh, requested to interview both uh, Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn, who led either side of the ball for the Detroit Lions. They'll be coming in for interviews as the Lions prepare for the playoffs. Josh Harris is getting this thing right, or attempting to get it right quickly by hiring the right people in Bob Myers and Rick Spielman, former Minnesota Vikings GM. And I'm elated. I, I, I'm excited for, for the immediate path for this, for this organization. You guys know I'll take you every step of the way as we get into hiring a GM, hiring a new head coach, whoever's going to be here as coordinator, and who at the end of the day is going to be playing for this commander's roster on either side of the ball. We're going to dive into the free agent class, the draft class, these next few weeks. Again, on Twitter, underscore Ryan Fowler. I'm tweeting out uh, news and player meetings that I'm getting from sources across the league as these pre-draft showcases kick off around the country. We got the Shrine Bowl coming up, Hula Bowl, the Senior Bowl in Mobile. I will be down in Mobile in these next few weeks. Extremely excited for that. To see the day one talent, and really talent that's going to be drafted on all three days, just show up and compete at the premier draft event of every single cycle. So that is going to do it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, I'm on Twitter, underscore Ryan Fowler. More written work, audio, and video content is housed at Bleacher Report and at thedraftnetwork.com. Always appreciate you guys. It is the dawn of a brand new era, an era that you guys should be excited about. Not just, look, changes are coming. We've had a lot of years where we headed into January, February, March, and there's been change but not with new ownership and not ownership that is not looking to, from the statement made by Spielman this morning, not looking to, quote, cut corners. And I respect that. And you guys should too. So again, appreciate you guys as always. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your work week. I will talk to you guys on Friday. I'm Ryan Fowler, and this is Commanding the Huddle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.